Support for this podcast comes from HelloFlesh. I started using HelloFlesh a few months ago, and this isn't the text of the ad or anything, I'm just telling you, I have never fucked anything better. Now, with HelloFlesh, which sends you perfectly portioned femboys and easy-to-follow step-by-step instructions each week, I can eat tasty, nutritious, home-raised ass that can take as little as five minutes to prepare. And the best part is, you can try HelloFlesh for just $3 a month when you go to patreon.com slash kinkyboyspod. That's patreon.com slash kinkyboyspod. Try out some of their delicious menu items, like that cute twink from the Size Difference porno site, or that rip boy who got screwed in the prison shower with a truncheon. It really does support all the great stuff we do here on Kiki Boys Podcast when you try Hello Flesh. So once again, head on over to patreon.com slash kinkyboyspod. That's patreon.com slash kinkyboyspod. Hello Flesh, the UK's number one fanboy delivery service. Well, I hope you folks like that little advert, quote-unquote. Just a fun little extra bit, and we've got a few more coming down the pipeline. But yes, we have to thank our patrons who made this episode possible. Obviously, we have all our good boy tier who are in the show notes. But I would also like to thank our daddy's favourites tier. So that's William Mayhood, Orknerb, Banjo Stewie, Nick Bain... Adam Ferris, Brian C, and Harry Hypnotist. You are all Daddy's favourites. Now, on with the interview. Hello listeners, and welcome again to the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig, and this week we're talking about head shaving, haircuts, barbers, and everything to do with hair. So, joining me is my co-host Buster. Hello. And we have our special guest, Chris, who you may recognise from the Teabags and Joysticks podcast. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you on. <laughs> yes, yes, I know we've given no, size no, no, no. to... More than happy for you guys to do your thing. It was good. Yeah. Like, I like to think of us as almost like podcasting partners. Yeah. <laughs> you come on our show, we go on your show, easy content... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like there are more podcasters out there. Like the, the more, it's, it all comes around. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we we invited you on because you do stuff around enforced haircuts, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I haven't done that in a while. A lot of a lot of subs are kind of hesitant on, on actually going through with it, but you know, yeah, it is fun. <laughs> like, it understandably, is. we were we'll talking. Well, about. Well, yeah, we're going to get into, like, why it can be a big deal. Mm -hmm. So let's start with... So we're talking about enforced haircuts on the off. Let's go a bit into that. So we are talking basically where a dom will enforce a hairstyle or haircut onto a sub. It could be just telling them to, or it could be physically giving them that haircut. So you... You basically have that done to you. You are the sub in that situation, correct? Is that me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done both. I've done both, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, for you, what 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 about it is sexy? It's it's giving the dom that control, really, and for a lot of people, well, myself, depending on the hairstyle, it'll be the the loss of 
identity like mm-hmm. like like haircut is part of your self-expression if you like you know it is part of how you dress is part of your appearance and giving people that that control is quite quite powerful yeah <laughs> oh yeah it can be very powerful and so buster you tend to do this from the dom side what what what's sexy for it for you I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like this is now like a trope of this podcast, and it's just like, oh, we're going to talk about a fetish. I love it. I love it so much. So for me, this is about, yeah, like, first of all, it's power, and it's an exhibitionist power, mm-hmm. and it's a long-lasting, meaningful power. Yeah. So yeah. when I shave somebody's head, like... So we've got, I've done this with a few different people and some of it, it's been kind of ostensibly a one night standy type thing, but actually is really not. It's a six months to get back the way you look before kind of thing. And I dare say we're going to talk about kind of like the the, the psychological impacts of it later on. Mm -hmm. It's so, so it's not just it's not just that somebody is kind of going, oh, do this thing to me, and I hold, uh, I pull a razor across their head or whatever. It's them committing for a period of time to have their appearance dictated by me. So it's Honestly. the long-lasting nature of it, which is so hot to me. Yeah, And yeah. there's the, 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 the kind of approach on the other side, which is like every sort of like, Every couple of weeks, I shave Toko, and I'll decide what haircut he's getting. Mm-hmm. For new listeners, Toko is my sub. And yeah, so every now and again, I'm like, you know what? I'm bored of this hairstyle. You're going to get something different. And he has no choice in the matter. And his That's parents what? are often confused and bemused by the entire situation. <laughs> that suddenly, like... They, they thought he'd finally settled, and they go. <laughs> at one point, they said to him, "Why do you keep getting all these weird haircuts?" And he's just like, "I don't. <laughs> I'm in a BDSM relationship. It's done for me." <laughs> they know about it. They didn't want the details, but they got them. <laughs> no, but yeah, as you said, like from the sub's point of view, you, you see yourself in the mirror every day, and it reminds of you of of that power. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. So, Chris, for you, like, what is your setup? How have you played with this in the past? Oh, so I have had my hairstyle controlled by by various people, really. But, but currently, yeah, this is how my master kind of wants my hair to look like. Mm-hmm. I, I actually need need a need a trim, <laughs> but for <laughs> now, this is not how I've always kept it. I usually uh-huh. keep it a lot shorter kind of a kind of a buzz cut kind of style and that is with my my previous my previous dom who who yeah kind of kind of dictated that that yeah this is yeah the the kind of kind of hair kind of kind of length that i'd like really but mostly when it was a buzz cut it was easy for me to do it myself i just just, just do it at home with with a clipper, and, and oh, that, that so would be that. Like, so uh, it was like standing orders, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done it. Well, I have. Yeah, I have once done it. Like, like the first time that it got taken off, 
that was when it was part of a scene. But after that, it was just a, a standing. So you just maintained it after that? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So when can, you, can you talk to us about the difference in kind of headspace and feeling about being in a subs position, having it done versus maintaining that? So obviously, yeah, the scene was negotiated beforehand and, and we've gone through all that kind of stuff, but actually seeing like my own hair being taken off while, you know, in front of a mirror. <laughs> and what did that negotiation look like to you? Was it, I would like to shave your hair and you you haggle on length of hair? Or was it, was this something <laughs> that this comes as part of the package Oh no! It was it was kind of a yeah. I like to like you to look like this, and yeah, would you be up for changing your appearance for me? That kind of thing. Like, would you be up for giving up that kind of control? Yeah, that was the kind of negotiation that that went on. Okay. And if it was going to cause any problems elsewhere, I'm like, no, I think it's going to be fine. It wasn't wasn't such an extreme haircut that people would would <laughs> look at it differently. Yeah. 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 I mean, I often think that, sorry, I was just going to say, I often think when a dom asks something of you rather than just straight up orders it, that in some respects can be a bit sexier. Yeah, because I still had control, but I still give that control away. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. It's like highlighting that you are giving over control. It can be it can be both ways. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes an order yeah. is very sexy. <laughs> so coming back to you were saying like, yeah, when the the moment when you see the hair hitting the floor. Yeah. What's that moment to you? Yeah, it was like me physically changing. <laughs> you know, it was it was a mild kind of transformation kind of fetish. You, you, you can't mm-hmm. really actually do a lot of transformation in real life, but that is as close to it as as anything really (laughs) yeah oh yeah and then Um, kind of maintaining that sorry craig maintaining that then was did that have a kind of transformative feel to it when you're buzz cutting your own head does it feel like a submissive act or did it feel like kind of like a routine thing oh i have to do this because sir wants it done it was a thing that i wanted to do i do feel yeah I, i did feel that kind of control my appearance like both ways as in like my current current hairstyle and my previous one that was still so is it sort of like a i want to do this to keep on pleasing sir or i want to do this because i actually now like the way i look oh that's a good question does one forget the other yeah Yeah, exactly exactly Um, therefore i want it that's super hot to me yeah very difficult to tell, like whether I I wanted it or was it so who wanted it yeah. or was it was it both or. But it's always really I hot just, when it gets to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, and I find this quite interesting because as a dom, obviously, like I will put somebody on their knees in front of a mirror, yeah, and shave mm-hmm. their head, and kind of ranging from okay, I'm going to give you a hairstyle through to. I'm going to clip you down to a zero and then wet shave your head. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there is always something I find it's almost. So, so the first time I did it, the, the guy had a mustache right. and okay. I took his mustache 
And afterwards, we had obviously negotiated, and he had approached me to have his head shaved. Mm -hmm. Beautiful looking guy, like perfect kind of standards of beauty wise, like absolutely perfect. The when when I shaved his head, his moustache looked absurd, like more absurd <laughs> than even I am willing to countenance. So I took his moustache, and that was the thing that really struck home for him. And it's the yeah. same, I think, when I took. It's almost like the way that we see facial hair as gay men now mm -hmm. is such a part of identity and kind of oh, everyone's got a beard or everyone's got a moustache. I know. <laughs> ten, Fifteen, twenty years ago, it was like nobody would think about being anything other than clean shaven. Like if you had a beard, you were a bear. And that was the only reason to have a beard. And now it's like, maybe I was just hanging out with lots of twinks 20 years ago, but <laughs> it feels like the, 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 feels the like scene and kind of the popularity of facial hair. And then you come yeah. and take that facial hair. And actually that's almost mm -hmm. more of an identity than head hair now in terms of our place that's within the gay scene. Oh yeah, I can massively speak to this. So one of the doms I regularly chat with and talk to, he has a massive thing for giving people mustaches. Okay. And we've talked many a time he's threatened to basically pin me down and shave off my beard. Um and the thought kind of it's exciting but it also kind of terrifies me because so people yeah. who see my picture know I kind of have a distinctive beard. And I do joke it's half my personality, just having a friendly mutton chop. <laughs> and the idea I of... I think you'd look great with a moustache. Well. I, th um... I think a big old handlebar lemmy moustache on you. Or <laughs> even like... Yeah. Or even yeah. just like a, a, a British, an RAF officer moustache mm. that's like <laughs> flat across the lip. So it just goes straight across the top lip. If and I can then grow kind that, of tapers I, down yeah. in the corner. Yeah, you can grow that. I'm looking at your face right now. You can grow yeah. that. But but the thing is, I've had a friendly mutton chop style for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. Like, it has always wow, been okay. my style. So it is very yeah. tied to, like, how I look at myself in the mirror. And the thought of having to shave that off kind of terrifies me. Because <laughs> I've had it for so long. It's my face. No, mm. I know. Like the same with haircuts. People keep the same hairstyle for absolutely mm. years, don't, don't they? So. Mm. And then a dom comes along and goes, "My will is more important than your identity." <laughs> yes, yeah. stamps yeah. down on it. So hot. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what I'm really interested in, Chris, is like, how did you get into this? Because I've got my own like origin story of like what brought me into head shaving as a king mm. what like what was your first like sexual awakening wow around I don't this wow, i don't even know this like yeah. i i think i've always had a fetish for basically like very very short hair like almost like, like anything from completely bold to buzz to crew cuts or you know shaven sides always like that I came back and and then I kind of probably looked at people and thought, oh, what would what would they they look with like a, a shaven head and that kind of yeah. thing, and then that kind of came from there. That's my thought on on top of my head. I don't really know if it's the, it's the honest to God answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then 
that time when you said your old master did it, was that the mm. first time that you'd had it done to you? That was the first time I had it done to me. Yeah, I've Part spoken to kind of... spoken to various other people about potentially doing it, but that was actually the first time. And uh, like, so so this was kind of it wasn't something that he brought to the table, but it was something that you had an interest in, and then it was sparked. Yeah, and it was it was uh, enforced on me. I'm like, yeah, okay. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that's been on the list for years. We'll <laughs> cross that one off. Because from my perspective, it's always about dynamic. Like Emma, I talk a lot on this podcast about like, I'm kind of into everything, but yeah, different things with different people. And with strangers, I'm into nothing at all. And with people that I'm really, really close to, I've got kind of like a daddy thing going on but also a strict dom thing going on where i don't take any shit but also in the scene there are some people who want to be terrified by me and that's a great dynamic as well <laughs> and and yeah. head shaving was something that i got into with somebody that that i really i i i, I was very very attracted to and mm-hmm. it was the start of a great friendship between us that has kind of left head shaving as this really good vibe, a really nice feeling thing mm-hmm. to me where it's just sort of like, it's such a nice thing to do to shave somebody's head and take their identity and make them question everything about their own identity and how people interact with them. Yeah. When I was I... like, when I was a kid, I had like, scruffy I, I i never gave a shit about my appearance until i was mm-hmm. like 12 13 and then people started basically like having a go at me about it and i had like really messed up hair and i went to the school barber and just went fine like like everyone wants me to cut this off like how short can you take it and they went the the, the minimum we can do is a two and i was just like <laughs> okay go on then and I went from having hair down to my shoulders and I've got like thick hair. So it was just like oh, wow. yeah. okay. matted yeah. teenage dog, stray dog look to having another two all over. And then suddenly everyone was like, oh my God, he's a thug. <laughs> like switched <laughs> from one type of snobbery to another type of snobbery. But it was just like, suddenly it was like, I can't win this. <laughs> yeah. You, you you hate on it either no. way and like either way I'm not going to take care of myself so this is now much shorter and it doesn't need washing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think that touches on a really good point about this which is when you have like a haircut it doesn't just influence how you see yourself. It will influence how the world reacts to you and treats you. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite sort of fantasies is to take someone who works in a very sort of uptight, prissy environment, probably like a high-end office, something like that, and giving them a mohawk. Yep. Because it creates friction for that person in their life. People will look at them differently. It's the same with a totally shaved head. Like, if you go from... Mm. if, if, If you go through the world with... Uh, kind of like this. Once again, this first this first oh. guy I did it with, who was absolutely beautiful, who realised after I shaved him down to being a skinhead that actually the way that people interact with him in the world is because of his beauty. 
yeah, so there yeah. was this r- really interesting time for him as he kind of refound kind of how he inter- wanted to interact with the world and who he was in the world and regrowing his hair. And it was kind of like a five, six month aftercare essentially and that and and also mm. kind of like almost completely re rejigged how he saw the the gay scene how he saw people trying to have interactions with him who are the people that are genuinely interested in him as a friend versus who are the people that are just attracted to the cute boy uh-huh. vibe that he used to give off and yeah those things are like the, 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 I, I had not signed up in delivering that haircut to helping somebody to explore all of that, but it was a real honor uh-huh. to be able to kind of go through that. And then, yeah, for complete polar opposite with Toko, just like, yeah, I've decided he's going to have a mohawk and he looks fit with a mohawk. So, and then yeah. I, I, I think the first time he shaved it, he, he used to have just normal gay hair. And then he shaved <laughs> his own head, and then it was kind of like since then it's just been permission to shave his head whenever the fuck I want and decide how he Brilliant. looks. And that was really early on in our relationship that that was kind of set up. He shaved his head kind of on a whim, and yeah, and then kind of like after that, I think we'd only been we'd only been interacting sexually for like a couple of months at that stage and I started shaving his head on the regular and he started doing my boots on the regular and it all Mm -hmm. just kind of fit in from there (laughs) and now it's like he hasn't had a haircut from a barber or from anyone else for like three years because like now we have a standing order nobody is permitted to do anything with his hair he is not permitted to make decisions about how his hair looked like last month, we we dyed him, yeah, <laughs> and it was mainly like we, we had the we had the toss up to go. Do we give him blue hair with mm-hmm. the same dye as mine, or is that too gross? <laughs> is it gross, <laughs> or is it like okay, you're in is the brand the now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that oh. too on the nose? I don't see, know. See, yeah. see, for me, that's really hot. I have a thing about like loss of identity and oh, sort yes. of a dom making their sub almost look like a copy of them is a very specific thing I'm into. Uh, this is the thing, though. There's no way that Toko could ever look like a copy of me. Yeah. No, <laughs> but mean, it's that sort of uniform if, thing of same hair, same clothes. I, I have a feeding fetish and I have a forced workouts fetish. So actually, mm. possible. <laughs> I shall call him Mini Me. <laughs> cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. <laughs> so, oh. Great, that's going to be the new GIF. <laughs> the flashing cheesecake. GIF of the word cheesecake. <laughs> yes, we do need to recover feeding at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next yeah. episode, Craig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring- but you know what? That does kind of tie into our next topic, which is we're talking about how it can run on the theme of "quote unquote" ruining nice things. <laughs> is it though? Is... is it ruining nice things? Nice things though. Head shaving is hot. But hot. this is uh, my yeah. thing. Head shaved guys are hot. <laughs> yeah, this is like the, the thing that I love. That this kind of falls into. I have a category of kink like that piss. 
for some, like in some regards, falls into. And I waxed lyrical about this into in the piss scene of going yep. like, actually, we have these head spaces, like different head spaces for different things, and kind of going, oh, actually, like pissing all over a guy, taking a guy who's beautiful and like hasn't really done anything, and teaching him to drink piss. And hmm. turning so turning like this innocent twink into some fucked up chastity monster, like <laughs> taking yeah. taking fists, his assholes blown out. He'll drink all the piss, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's got his head shaved. And yeah, yeah uh, he, he spends his entire time with a gimp hood on, over the top of it, and like this is what this is now. This was a beautiful human being, and it's now a shaven, piss-stinking, shit-eating monster. <laughs> the look on your face, Chris. Sounds <laughs> like a good time to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> but that, that's like the aesthetic of taking something hmm. that is societally... Here I come again. We're going to go head-shaving. No, okay. Head-shaving is the... Oh, God, what is the what's the genre I'm after? <laughs> <laughs> like skinhead <laughs> punk, yeah, or fetish, <laughs> where it's just sort of like, yeah, it's kind of almost aggressively taking away somebody's identity and stripping them down to like the bare bones of their submission mm-hmm. and building them up, letting that hair grow again in a way that I want, and then going, you know what, I'm going to shave it all over again. And mm-hmm. there's like this opportunity to recreate by almost like having this regular thing of going like, you know what? Things aren't going great right now. You're really upset about this. These are some things that you want to leave behind. We're going to shave your head, reset the gimp, and we're going to grow. You're going to, over the next three months, you're going to regrow your hair and regrow who you want to be in the world. This, this actually ties into a friend's experience with this. He grew his hair out for a really long time while he's in a relationship with someone. And when they broke up, he was hit quite hard by this. And one of the things he did to sort of almost like a symbolic ritual to sort of separate himself from the partner he was breaking up with was to totally shave his head as a sort of way of like, this is who I am. I'm starting afresh. This is me as my own single person rather than as part of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it can carry that sort of, yeah big symbolic meaning for people yeah and there are so many types like these kind of like without getting too anthropological (laughs) about this like we like we 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 kind of lack in western society like coming of age rituals and kind of like big Mm. changing point rituals like when your world is changing being able to, to to take ownership of how we look and like if we're going to change our personality that takes a long time but like it's almost the standard like internet advice of like you're going through a breakup lawyer up and hit the gym and it's <laughs> kind of like we we instinctively like everything is like change how you look but all these things take a long time and we can have totally. like a really like almost ritualistic break 
by shaving a head or mm-hmm. by yeah. buying a new wardrobe of clothes, which is like more societally common. <laughs> like that buying true, all yeah. new clothes is like the standard <laughs> thing. But yeah. how we create like within a capitalist world, how do we create this inflection point? Yeah, it's like as I said, like this is kind of like a transformation fetish that is kind of as quickly as you can do it. Like yeah, yeah. In, in stories, you get magic potions that you know. Oh, you're suddenly uh, massively muscled. That doesn't happen. There's no such potion, but you can shit straight your head and you look completely different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know so many erotic stories like where as part of the collaring scene, like, you know, it's that big dramatic moment where the guy finally submits fully and goes like (laughs) fully as the guy's slave finally includes a head shaving scene along with the collaring Mm -hmm. because it does have that powerful symbolism behind it. I I really like the link into collaring there because it's something Mm -hmm. that whenever I've wanted to change the nature of a relationship with the sub, we change the collar. And now Toko has a kind of various different kind of like he's got leather collar that you wear to events and like a big heavy metal collar and then like a thin day to day collar. And like to help create a scene, we can use that as like a, yeah, one of those like props almost like a pup hood used to be before pup became pup. Yeah, like a big heavy collar head shave like these are so powerful for setting up for like a big long like a weekend scene or kind of like stepping into the next level of submission with somebody like taking them in and guiding them into that I think is a really yeah it's kind of like okay this is who I am now I am a collared owned object Exactly. That is deeply committed, and that that as you said earlier, like every morning you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be reminded mm-hmm. of the decision that you made. Yeah. And yeah. to some degree, I have to say to people who are really interested in this, like choose wisely, because this decision is going to stick with you for a long time, and it's something that yeah. you're going to be reminded of that moment when you're on your knees or in a barber chair or whatever, every time you see yourself in the morning and you've had your beautiful self-expression taken away from you, you're going to be reminded of the moment that it was taken away. And having the right person for that is really, really important. And it can then create a dynamic where every morning you're reminded of this person that you shared this experience with. And if that's a really nice person that you can then go on to forge an amazing friendship or relationship with, great. If it's somebody random, it's less... Yeah, it's one of the big shaving scenes I did. I say big, it was in public. (laughs) About as public as it could be. Shaving somebody's (laughs) head and taking their facial hair as well. Uh, Like at the start of a massive sex party. Mm. that's like like it was more of a kind of like a one nighty standy type thing and it's just like like, that was a real lost opportunity there and actually might be a kink this person never never explores again yeah because of that missed opportunity 
Yeah. Like if it entails like with a like a really really hot scene of of any other mm. fetish, like, like then you know potentially the head shave would remind you of that particular session at, at that time. And, but in order you know, to sign up for that session, have a really hot scene, you have to have trust and you have yes, to have a relationship extant. Like you can't have a one night stand that's really, really in depth and all of your buttons are pushed. If you've never talked to that person and explained what your no. buttons are. Quite right. <laughs> if you're having yeah. to safe word or yellow or like amber safe word several times and it breaks it up and everything like that, you can't like being reminded of that. It's just like, okay, it's all a bit disjointed. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that has to be kind of like green all go Oh, yeah. everyone's all in on this and what you're doing there is building an intense bond for the, the duration of that session and that's what it's nice to be reminded of yeah yeah I think there's also something which we haven't because we've all focused so far on the aspect of taking away hair sure and we've only sort of lightly touched on the other side of it which is forcing someone to grow their hair Oh, I've had a, had this done to me. Well, Sai made me grow my hair basically during lockdown. But, you know, when we, I didn't really have a choice but to grow my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still. Which, like, I mean, he stopped me from shaving it off. <laughs> yeah, which that comes with its own frustrations. Because, <laughs> you know, as hair grows out, you go through that awful period where it's not long enough to really do anything with, but it's also too long to be comfortable. Yeah. And having it's long to be enough put, to pull. Yeah. And it's just being <laughs> put through that the period best. of endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is the facial hair thing for me again, where it's just sort of like, give me a tablet where I can give it to a boy and then suddenly he's a werewolf because I am here for that, like from a transformation mm. kink perspective. But yeah, it's it's something that, kind of like forcing a guy to grow out into a werewolf like all yeah. of the body hair and like actually no manicuring and kind of like everything mm. being rough and ragged is something that's like it's quite you have to have a lot of patience as a dom as well it's just like <laughs> yeah, damn it. it's not a short thing <laughs> i want my, i want it now <laughs> I think my attention span and my my total yeah. lack of delayed gratification is why that's never happened. Yeah, <laughs> and because I remember erotics an erotic story, specifically someone on Twitter I follow who's very into like greaser pomps. Greaser. Like that's his okay, very yeah, yeah. specific thing. Which there's more people out there into that than you might think. But his thing is like getting tons and tons of hair gel and hair lacquer to the point where it's basically the hair is solid and forcing the sub to walk around with basically solid, immovable hair. Oh, I see. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. As yes. somebody who had the super glued mohawk when I was, when I was a teenager. Wait. But he just <laughs> went, wait, you can't imagine no, no, no. me with a mohawk. No, I, I could, no, no, no. I, I've just never heard of the super glue mohawk. Yeah. Oh, I can, right. Okay. I can picture so, what you're talking about, but I just never heard of it being referred to as that. So it took a minute for well, me to think, oh, that's what you mean. So, yeah. <laughs> so, one of the problems with the mohawk, kind of like if you're going to have a big mohawk, is the 
sorry, engage my brain, is that the, the, the kind of the crown of your head flops down. If you do it every day, it's going to take you fucking an hour a day to get this right so that everything's fanned out nicely and everything like that. And then, so the punks in the 70s used to use soap. So you basically like put put a bar of soap, chop up a bar of soap, put it in a jar, put a little bit of water so that it turns into like a paste. And that then dries on and it dries pretty hard, but it rains and you get soap in your eyes. But yeah, not ideal. And then kind of later on, people realized that using PVA glue worked really, really well. And actually, it kind of creates a bit more of a watertight, solid covering. And you could have PVA glue in for a week and not do anything wow. with it. And yeah, that, that that the only reason I stopped doing that is because I started riding motorbikes and therefore <laughs> can't put <laughs> yeah. anything, can't put, can't put solid stuff in your hair. But uh, yeah, when I like uh, having having a super glue mohawk, essentially next level, you lie down on your side, spread spread the hair out, put super glue along the roots, and then brush it out. Get somebody else to brush it through mm-hmm. the hair. If you roll over in bed or somebody touches the hair, it will pull out hairs. When you eventually wash it out, well, in fact, I shaved off my mohawk. I think when I was like 22, having had it for like four years or something like wow, that. Okay. And it, yeah, like probably only 50% of the hairs and that were actually connected. But that <laughs> and is... now I wonder why I'm, I, I'm going bald. <laughs> but that is, if you do that as like a week long scene, that would be really hot because it has the same mm-hmm. sort of feel as chastity in that you're forced to endure something that's uncomfortable for your dom. So yeah. I could see sort of like a week long set hairstyle. Disclaimer, please do not put glue in your hair. <laughs> you PVA seen the... glue's fine. Like just get, say... get get like craft PVA glue. Don't don't go with like resin for like wood glue no. PVA yeah. glue. No, no. Did you see that post about that poor girl that used gorilla glue in her hair her hair? Oh, she yeah, thought it was Gorilla yeah, Grease, which is a hair product. Oh no! And used Gorilla <laughs> Glue instead. That that's poor girl. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Research what you're going to put into your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be yeah. Be careful with that, but it's hot. <laughs> of course, around like head shaving, there's sort of a scene and aesthetic I personally really love which is barbershops, like proper old-time dark oak wood and steel and red leather chair barbershops. I see where you're going with this now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I find that sort of scene and setup so hot, Mm. Uh, especially... And you can kind of see things going through where whenever you have stories like this, the barber's always like this older, well-groomed bear gentleman And it's that sort of almost like daddy bear sort of thing where they basically, you sit down in the chair and they don't ask you what you want. They're just going to tell you what you're going to get. This is interesting. Like, where does, like, what is the, how do I put this? Like, the sponsoring emotion. How do I describe this? Like, because the first thing that I think of with that is like, how many millennials have 
fetishes for like really conservative things and it's just like we've lived in a world that has been disrupted for so long that we crave like order and like the old (laughs) ways and like wood paneling and just like for god's sake like our entire generation is obsessed with buying a house. And it's just like, yeah. we would be Margaret yeah. Thatcher's wet dream. We have been made conservative by world events, which are How disruptive. very dare you. Like, small C conservative, because the big C conservatives aren't fucking conservative anymore, are they? <laughs> but yeah, it's... I mean, it's very interesting, because the sort of... That imagery of barbershops is very like encoded masculine for me because mm-hmm. barbershops yeah. were the sort of place where for male bonding and male socialization a lot that is where men would go to gossip they wouldn't call it gossip but let's face it it's gossip and, and i find it really yes. interesting that barbershops currently are like the center point for trying to uh have meaningful interventions in men's mental health that actually barbershops like they're a lot of barbers are getting training and how to talk to people about mental health because actually you're sat there for half an hour with a guy who has a fatherly kind of role here it's like somebody looking after you for half an hour and actually you can talk and people chat and it's just like, okay, you could chat about the football or you could chat about things that actually matter. Yeah. Um. I mean, (laughs) this is quite interesting because one of the aspects I really dislike about the real world barbers and hairdressers is I am forced to carry small talk with people. Yeah. I don't talk to mine. (laughs) I I have two, uh, like maybe two lines of conversation and I just sit there in silence. But- They've learnt that I'm deaf. They don't like if if you have a clipper <laughs> near my ears, I cannot hear you. <laughs> but, but is that thing like it used to be? You used to really know your barber. You would have the exact yeah. same barber. You would go to that guy, and you would build a rapport and relationship with him. And again, it's a very almost fatherly caring thing because it's one of the few spaces for straight men, at least, that you're allowed to have contact with another man who is taking care of you. For the last 10 years, I have gone to the same barber in Soho and the developers finally got them. They closed a couple of months ago. Gino's on Dean Street was Tony. So Tony and Tony, like the most Italian, Sicilian barbers. When I first started going there, I was sure it was a front for the mafia because like these (laughs) these old boys like these old Italian guys like in their 80s would walk in and like they'd be like hey Guacomi you come in you sit down and like they would like these guys would get like this hero's welcome on arriving and they'd come in and they'd pour they'd make them an espresso like they'd drop everything about what they were doing like if they were halfway through your haircut it was like no they were looking after the old guy yeah, it turned out it, it, it obviously it wasn't a front for the map, <laughs> but it was yeah. just like a, this really kind of like actually almost a snapshot into Italian culture. And there was this old guy who was in his 70s doing it and his nephew. And so there were Tony and Tony and Tony 
Tony was in his late 40s, early 50s, and having these kind of like intense conversations about his marriage, the birth of his kids, his divorce, his wife using his credit card to buy an Audi TT. Like, there there was this whole kind of like, it was like I was practicing on him. (laughs) Like, getting all of the, like, having real talk rather than small talk. But yeah, it's something you can really develop. Whereas if you've got a barber that you don't know, you can't really have yeah. these kind of intense conversations. But it, it, so it's it becomes just, small no. talk. Yeah, but it's just yeah, this right. very intensely like there is a lot of symbolism and undercurrents that goes into like the imagery of barbershops. Hmm. Which, again, ties a lot into the whole daddy thing, which I'm really into, and power exchange, and sort of coded masculinity. Yeah. And, and you know, there are there are kinky barbershops in the world. I know there's one in Amsterdam. I'm very jealous of a friend who got to go to it last time we visited. Oh. And I know there's one in Australia of a guy that specializes in doing body shaving. So he'll give you a haircut, then you'll go get into a sling, and he'll do your balls, essentially. Oh. Which I think is really neat. Yeah. The thought of doing that job is like, okay, you'd have to have some serious ground rules, Sam. Okay, so story time. I once did a full body shaving scene, and this is going to lead into safety. So I clipped his hair and shaved his hair, then I strung him up like on a St. Andrew's cross, and body shaved him with a straight razor i was fairly good with a straight razor i'd practiced a lot and i thought i can do it perfectly 10 out of 10 times without cutting myself i'll be fine shaving someone else no it's very different shaving someone else versus shaving yourself very yeah Mm -hmm. when they get hard on yes (laughs) eventually i did swap to just a disposable bic because yeah Mm -hmm. it became very obvious like I am nicking him far too much for this to be fun, especially yeah. because as part of safety yeah. for that, I used anti-back stick, which stings like a motherfucker, but it keeps mm-hmm. things clean. Sure. Yeah. Okay, my, my balls yeah. are hurting right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, no. This... I learned the perfect way to do your balls. Okay, do tell, because I, uh, I would like the tip. <laughs> dry shave of talcum Just powder. Just the tip? Because... <laughs> Talcum, talcum powder. powder. Yeah, because talcum powder doesn't stick to hair, but it does coat skin, which means you can yeah. do a really close shave on the scrotum skin without cutting yourself, as long as you're using like a three blade razor, okay. like a bic or something. See, I pull skin really, really tight and yeah. shave with yeah. extreme caution. The the thing you need to watch out for is is the frenulum, like the web space between the balls and the yeah. The scrotum and the dick. Like the, but but you do it as two sides and everything works out. Um giving away manscaping tips, courtesy of the Kinky Boys podcast. <laughs> no, but like the, the yeah, whether you do it kind of wet or dry, it's it's still like this is you gotta be real careful. I remember talking about kind of like nicking, like I I was doing a I had a guy on all fours. It was in a club and he'd like presented himself to me. And it was just like, I was just in a kind of flippant mood and he was just like super horny. And he ended up, I had a a pinwheel 
rolling down his dick, and he was so oh. turned on that he thrust himself into no the way. Oh. Yeah, it's just like you can <laughs> like just this mm. sheer masculine urge. Like he had a hood on, he he couldn't see. And it's just like, yeah, actually, this particular club, you don't want to get an open wound in. And, yeah, yeah, just generally it was like, okay, the infection risk now of, like, picking up some fungal infection from the floor in your blood is just too high. We have to immediately end this. And, yeah, it was like, you can't predict what the other person's going to do. And this is the same with cutting no, you're right. scalpels, yeah. with pinwheels, yeah. with anything sharp. Yeah. The, 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 there needs to be a level of control of the situation that yeah. is much higher than you would otherwise need to. Yeah, like there's the fact that you could be shaving somebody's dick and they go from soft to hard and you need to take all hands off until that transition is finished. <laughs> yeah. so, because if you're trying to work around the transition, there will be blood. Yeah, I think that it's something to be, yeah, super mindful of. That actually, yeah, a straight razor has a vibe to it, but is not necessarily what you, what you what you want to go for. No, or it's even like, like learning to clipper somebody first before shaving yeah. them. Mm. Even clippering, you can cut people if they have bumps or spots on their Easily. scalp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, just remember you are dealing with sharp objects, so disinfect stuff first. You can buy barbicide, if not disinfect them you know using home tools and always if you do cut someone make sure to disinfect and plaster it look into how to do that as i say i use a disinfectant stick but it stings like a bastard which you know subs may be into that (laughs) (laughs) if you're going to shave somebody's body once again like the same as we were talking about with facial hair earlier be mindful that this kind of changes the dynamic. I remember when I was young, like I've been, I've had back hair since I was 16. Like I've been a hairy boy and I wanted to be a twink. I desperately wanted to be a twink. <laughs> Even though like now kind of like as a internationally known Dom top trademark leather man, when I like if I shave my body it puts me into somewhat of a submissive bottom headspace Mm. it's like okay Mm. my body doesn't match what (laughs) the the kind of mental picture of like okay yeah I'm a 17 year old femboy who's now clean shaven and (laughs) being a cock tease to everyone I didn't realize that I was a Dom then, but I was very much a Dom then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was being a total cop tease and a femboy. But it kind of like, it does put me back in that bottom submissive mentality mm-hmm. until it grows back. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, 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 and then obviously there's the ingrown hairs issue. So either it has oh. to stay shaved or Exfoliate. you have to. Yeah, and like there has to yeah. be a, a processing yeah. place where somebody can, yeah, and and if so, if you're going to shave somebody's body and they, for instance, work as a lifeguard or something like that, then or or, or around potential infection risks or anything like that, something you need to be mindful of in advance and be purposeful about your actions. Sure, if you want to humiliate somebody at work by shaving their chest. 
when yeah their chest is frequently on display then go for it that's hot um <laughs> like they uh, the, their yeah. colleagues don't know this is a kink thing it's not a consent issue it's it's but it's still humiliating that's fine that's but fair. be mindful of that and aim for something because if you're aiming for something like if you're aiming to go i'm going to humiliate you at work it, then you're ready to provide the aftercare for that. And you're also yeah. ready to spin that in the moment when they get home from that first day at work and they go, oh my God, everyone commented on it, <laughs> to be able to then pick up the vibe and roll with it and be ready for that to provide mm-hmm. both aftercare, but also how do you keep that scene going and use yeah. that because that's just so hot versus... Yeah kind of being caught off guard and going, oh, shit, I didn't consider that. <laughs> and, like, being on the back foot. And then That's fair. you kind of, like, all feel weird about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I think going back to what we said before, if it, you have to recognise this will be a long-term scene. And we are talking weeks and perhaps months. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just you need to remember that going in. It's not a simple case of you will do cuddles and disney movies for like the afternoon after this is an ongoing thing i've forgotten that aftercare could involve that it's just sort of like usually aftercare involves i'm done with you now you're going in a straight jacket and you're being hung up in the wardrobe no i have the i have the tumblr informatic version of aftercare in my head (laughs) which is let me get you a slanket yeah yeah very much (laughs) Yeah, but mine yeah. is. Yeah, you're a slut, but you're my slut. <laughs> Chris's yeah. ears just poked up there. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. daddy. <laughs> so much, Chris. Hey. <laughs> well, I think we best leave you two oh, to it. <laughs> I think we've covered everything, so I'll leave you two to <laughs> get a room, <laughs> film it for the Patreons. <laughs> but no, thank you very much for coming on, Chris. This has been awesome. No, thank you for having me. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll that have fun. You. Yeah, we'll have, have many more. On as well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for listening in. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us through any of our social media or Gmail. So I've been Craig. And I've been Chris. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed and play safe. <laughs>